Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on by joining a circus. Today is October 20th, and I'm still feeling stressed. This is episode number 63, and I am feeling exhausted. So I think you were, I think you were stressed last week too. Is that thinking about it? Maybe I was well rested. I don't. Or was it? Well, last week I was back to work. That's right. That's right. It's been like. (laughs) It's been like yeah, um, stressful. We get into this. (laughs) What? Yeah. Let's let's hear it. What? What do you? Well, let's let's. Let's first applaud you to the achievement of doing a backflip flip on the trampoline. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. That's, yeah. That's a big one, especially <laughs> without breaking any mm-hmm. any legs or arms or crushing your didn't head break, or something like that. Didn't break a thing. My ankles and knees are in great shape. My uh, middle daughter, um, she's ten, so she did gymnastics when she was like, you know, four and five, and then again when she was six and. Um, or maybe like seven or eight, whatever. But um, but now she's back in and, uh, you know, I mean, taking it a bit more serious, able to do these pretty, you know, like pretty awesome, you know, front hand springs and things like that. And I was like, hey, hey I'll start, you know, doing that with you. That could be fun. And so um, so we we were jumping on the trampoline. And I was like, I am finally going to learn to do a backflip. I've never done one in my life. Had a trampoline growing up, you know, front flips, easy peasy, you know, flipping around like a little kid does all that for sure. But I never, I never learned how to do a backflip. And so over the weekend or whenever that was, when was it? Uh, I was like, I'm finally, finally going to do it. So I watched a YouTube video on, you know, how to work yourself up to it and went for it. And it felt awesome. It was great. <laughs> How many how many tries did it take before you got it right? Um, well, I mean, there's like you know, there's a handful of you know steps that you can do to work up to it, um, and I think he had like five or six, and I had the first three down because um, I've always been able to do those things. So I think probably like a good five or ten minutes of working through those other steps, and then you know three or four false, or you're like okay, here it is. And nope, I just went sideways. <laughs> here it is. Nope. I just f- fell on my back and then finally <laughs> went for it, landed it and was like, was that it? My daughter was like, you did it. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, that sounds like fun. It was really, really fun. So now I just got to uh, keep practicing it so that I can just, I don't have to work up to it. Just get up there, warm up the legs, and boom, nail a backflip. Nice, nice. So, do you have like, is it, does your trampoline have like a net around it or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it does. It does. It's okay. Kinda, it okay. Has I guess that makes it a lot, a lot safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Gr- growing up, we dev- did. You have a trampoline growing up? Um, let me think. I don't think there was one in the house at some point, but like a really small one, like okay. maybe. A meter or so in diameter. Okay, so yeah, one of those super small one. Right, don't want to. Like, you might want to do a backflip on them, but <laughs> not for like not for practice. Like, yeah. not trying to to figure out how to do one on uh-huh. those small things. <laughs> yeah. Now we so our trampoline growing up, like they didn't have these nets on them. Like they all are basically required to now. And I fell off that thing yeah. a number of times. Um, 
but my bones are not as uh as limber today <laughs> as yeah. they used to be and so uh yeah i'm grateful for the net it's pretty fun it was pretty funny we were you know i was getting ready to go for it and my daughter was like dad be careful be careful you're 40 i was like charlotte age is, <laughs> age is just a number and she goes yeah it's the number of years your body's been alive. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Anyway, um, yeah. let's see. So yeah, so that's uh if, if all this if all this you know goes to heck, then I'll just I'll join a circus at 40 and uh figure Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, great plan. How are what how else are you? Is new? Oh, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to my stuff in okay. a little bit. I'm feeling, okay. I'm feeling pretty, pretty burnt out work-wise. So we'll, we'll get to that in, in a little bit. I, you, you were saying you've had a busy week, good demo right before this one and right yeah. before this call yeah. and a few more to go. Yeah. Um, three more calls today. It's, it's, it's Tuesday. It feels like Tuesday is my call day. And I mean, yeah, we're deliberately planning it, like basically Tuesdays and Thursdays are the days where all our calls are. So that makes them exhausting, but also the other days are kind of call free for the most part. Yeah, right. So that's a probably a good one way, way to, to keep that, us. Right? Yeah, yeah. One yeah. way to keep us sane. Oh, yeah. Since last week, um, Basically, it was a super busy week with a bunch of like small tasks. I feel like I've been jumping between responsibilities uh, and between contacts and working on marketing, working on SEO, working on the product, like a little bit of everything, um, which was nice in the sense of like I was able to like check a lot of like small tasks off. And uh, like last, we have like this document in Notion where we, we plan out the action items for the week. And last week it was like, 30 items or so on there so a really long list yeah but we got yeah. to all uh, through almost all of them so that was nice but also yeah um resulted in other fun things that i'll get to in a bit um what what we did last week one of those things that is yeah something you didn't think about uh when, when you did it in the first place but um or i didn't think about a couple of months ago, we launched our website and it had a new pricing page. And on that yep. pricing page, there is a FAQ section. Mm -hmm. And one of those items in the FAQ section is about our $9 um, startup plan. plan. Like, which you yeah, no longer, which you're which no we, longer doing. Which we're, kind of, we're still doing it, but um, we're not heavily promoting it anymore. Got so it. it's not in the pricing grid anymore. But if someone like has less than 100 users and they feel like they can't afford like the basic plan, they can reach out to us and they will get to that plan. Um, but if you sign up by default without reaching out to us, you start on the $49 uh, plan. The thing is, <laughs> when you were searching for userless pricing or userless plans in Google, Google would pull up exactly the snippet with the $9 per month plan. <laughs> So when okay. you did user list pricing, it was like user list is, uh, has a startup plan starting at nine dollars per month, and we had a we had a call with Einar about our metrics a couple, I think two weeks ago, and of co of course he was the one to discover this. Um, so why is your MRR not growing? Hey, maybe it's because the thing in, in the Google search results, <laughs> which probably wasn't the case, but yeah, 
still isn't the best thing to start with and then well yeah i mean if somebody does search for that and then lands there there's no continuity it's confusing yeah it it, it's it's only adding confusion so um i found a way to tell google to ignore certain parts of the page for the snippet Mm -hmm. looks like um apparently and deployed that yesterday and it seems to be working there's a you can add a data dash no snippet attribute to an element and that will basically filter it out. So that's what I did for that one section. I told Google, "Hey, whatever's in there, pull this. Don't, don't, don't pull this up." Um, so that was one of the things I did. Uh, we also signed up for a free Ahrefs account last week. They recently started doing um, they, what they they calling it Ahrefs Webmaster Tools or something like that, which is basically okay. a free version of their product. Huh. I did not see this happen. Check this out. It's it's cool. pretty cool. Um, from what I heard from like from paying customers, they the launch didn't go so well for them. At least no. um, they pissed off some of. I, I mean, I don't know the full details. I don't know like of a handful of users complaining. Um, but apparently, they leading up to this, they were like in their private Facebook group, like building hype around it. Hey, we're launching something really cool. And then they launched this and was basically a free plan and all the people in the Facebook group were paying users. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> they were not as excited as uh, as, no. they, as you thought to. No, you wouldn't be. <laughs> um, which is, I mean, not saying this was a bad mistake on their side, but it's something to keep in mind, I guess, for for future promotions that we run ourselves. So that's something to learn from it. But um, I think, like, I mean, at least it made me sign up for for the hmm. for the free account. We had been thinking about get, getting a paid account, but one of the reasons why we didn't was that there's so much stuff in in the paid version that yeah. I'm I'm sure that I'm paying way more than uh, I'd get value out of at least in the start. So the free plan yeah. totally made sense. Like, sign up and then. Try to understand what you get in the free plan. And once you're not satisfied with that information anymore, then upgrade to the paid plan. Because, um, yeah, like even the free plan is super powerful. Um, what I did last week was basically run a site audit where they scroll your website and then surface all the potential problems. Um, and that's that's included in the free plan and was able to fix a bunch of stuff. And that's already nice. Um, but I also show you the backlinks you're getting, the domains that are referring to you, allow you to track like how those evolve over time. And that's, I mean, at this stage, that's all I need. Um, yeah. Uh, and then like the, the more fancy stuff, like the keyword research tool and things like that, those are, you have to upgrade to the paid plan for those. But I feel like there's plenty of stuff to learn and explore just on the free tool. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing on and off. Um, since last week nice well and it it seems like a pretty smart marketing play for them is oh absolutely give you all these things check 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 okay done what's next well upgrade yeah yeah and it it feels overwhelming than going from what nothing to 100 bucks a month yeah exactly and and then only using like 10 percent because you can't wrap wrap your head around the the rest of it so Yep. I think it's a smart move on their side. They definitely, well, they got my sign up from it. <laughs> and I have a <laughs> suspicion might get mine that we as might. Well. Yeah. 
they, I have a suspicion that we might upgrade your paid plan sometime in the near future. But I mean, as I said, there's still plenty yeah, to discover plenty, in, the, in the free version. Plenty to do for now. Cool. Um, so yeah, that was one of the smaller things we did. Um, we also fixed the queuing issue. I think I talked a bit about the, the problem um, last week and also a little bit of the, about the fix that I was starting to implement. But um, turns out what I did last week until that um, until the recording basically worked. So we split up our background workers to be wor to be run on more dynos on in Heroku. So it's like now there's an entire entire process just dedicated to critical stuff. Hmm. Um, so even if like all the queues are, are are backed up, there's still like the important stuff still has to a dedicated resource that is able to just process everything that's super fast and super important and super quick without being slowed down by any low priority long running stuff yeah and that already solved most of the problems mm -hmm. because then before that like everything was kind of slow and after mm -hmm. that change only the expected to be slow stuff was slow so that's yeah. That's fair. I mean, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like good design. Um, that's uh, or that's, that was definitely an improvement. Um, we also introduced um, rate limiting for the, gonna, the yeah, push API. Add. Okay, and How'd I think I go? talked about this last week as well. You said you were you said um, you were thinking about it. Thinking I about think. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We basically pulled the trigger on this and added it. It was only this one customer who was like really pushing it yeah <laughs> um but they were sending like three thousand requests to that endpoint per minute mm -hmm. and now um now it's limited to a thousand uh and i think like i talked to them before before that um uh so they they scaled it way down even before introducing it so i made sure they weren't affected by the new yeah. rate limit basically yeah, of course and now they send like 200 requests per minute which is Totally, like that's totally a rate where the entire system can keep up with things. Mm -hmm. So with uh, with the new uh, Dino setup and with the rate limiting in place, like nothing is is uh, is clocked anymore. Like all oh. the queues are basically processed in near real time. So the problem is finally, finally fixed. Great. That's <laughs> awesome. And now, and now, Benedict, you will never run into a scaling issue again, ever. Uh, yeah, at least not <laughs> until later today. Until the next one. <laughs> no, um, no yeah, that's awesome, man. That's good. Sounds like yeah, I'm super glad at least life. that that at least that part is fixed. Um, I also last uh, um, last week after our recording, I also had a call with um, Adam McRae of uh, Rails Autoscale to specifically talk about like our background worker setup. Mm -hmm. And he was also one of the people who suggested like splitting things up into multiple process types and multiple dinos. So very thankful for that. And he's also um, the author of a, a Heroku extension called Rails Autoscale that we are using to basically, um, what it does is it, it, it looks at queue times in like uh, the background queues as well as the web uh, dynos. So when a request takes more than, I don't know, what's the threshold? Well, longer than a certain threshold, um, it will automatically scale up the, the dynos in Heroku uh, within a certain limit. So it uh, processes faster. 
And he was kind enough to jump on a call with me and for one, talk about the background cues in general, how we're doing things. And also like we jumped into his tool and tweaked a lot of settings to, to make sure it's more efficient now. And I think like overall, we're now with the new setup, we're actually saving money compared to, to before, because like with the messed up way, with the messed up setup, we're basically scaling up workers all the time. Like at least yeah, got like it. most of the time things were, uh, were running at, uh, at a maximum that I said. Mm-hmm. And now with the changes, um, it's less likely to get stuff. There's the baseline is more like we have like a web dyno, a normal worker dyno, and the critical dyno running now. So it's at least three at all times, but it doesn't run at capacity the entire time anymore. And that was the case previously. So, yeah, kind of kind of a big improvement. That's awesome. Um, so that was that was that was that part. Um, so, um, with all that said, uh, this, this incident, uh, with, the with the customer sending a lot of, a uh, lot of data. And by the way, this was uh, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter. He, he gave me permission to mention him by name because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> what comes, what comes next is, uh, <laughs> is the, the silver ni- lining in all of this. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, he started sending a lot of data every hour. And okay. uh, we scaled him down. Things are fine. Mm-hmm. Later, late last week uh, on Friday, um, I made a change to the application, uh, basically wrapping up the the condition refactoring stuff I've been doing a yeah. couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, yeah. That involved like changing the data format of how we store conditions, and I've been using a um, basically an in-memory transformation. So the format stored in the database was still the old one. When we load it, we would transform it into the new format, and then it would run on the new code. So everything was running for a couple of weeks. All was fine. So I decided, okay, yeah. it's time to update time to... the storage format. Like yep. just write the new the new standard to disk. And I did this, I think, on Wednesday. And on Friday, I decided, okay, I can get rid of like all the stuff that does the transformation because it's essentially not transforming anything more, anymore. Stuff on the database is what well basically what the transformation would return so i removed it deployed it um didn't think and, about it for a while and, and suddenly error message yeah error message starting popping up hey can't yeah. evaluate what in what condition i think huh interesting um at this point i had forgotten about the change i made earlier because <laughs> i only deployed it on friday i had actually implemented earlier than that so you you wrote the I code was looking, a before you didn't actually yes. deploy it and so it was not yes. immediately on your mind got it it okay. was not yeah it wasn't immediately on your mind so i saw the error message and i was like hmm something's not working with the conditions went into the code tried to fix the problem deployed that um conditions were passing again no errors uh-huh. and suddenly simon sends a message something saying something like did user list just shit the bed <laughs> and i'm like Oh dear! <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> what what's going on? Um, and I immediately stopped everything. Like, went into Heroku, scaled down everything except for the web dynos, um, because it turns out by making that change, um, some like some conditions were returning the the wrong results. Oh man! So what happened was 
when I updated uh, the stored conditions, I must have messed something up. I didn't quite realize what 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 happened, but it it didn't update the stuff that was in the database for all all records in the database. I checked a couple when I did this, so I was I was confident that the update worked, but apparently it didn't. And the moment I removed that transform, like the stored format was invalid, so it didn't translate into valid conditions anymore, which I fixed by changing the way conditions are checked and how they work, which made them work again, but not in the way they were intended to. <laughs> so instead of like, if you had like a condition checking, checking three things, they would only check one thing. And that of course caused a lot of more people to match those okay. segments and to match those trig triggers than initially which, anticipated. Which starts and that caused kinds of emails. Sending emails, yeah. yeah. And especially for Simon, who, well, who was really affected by this. I think we sent uh, like over a thousand emails on his oh, behalf wow. within like, with like oh, within five man. minutes or so, uh, basically telling a bunch of his customers that their trial is running out and they really have to add a credit card and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. So it was like, it was a hair on fire situation for yeah. real. Mm -hmm. And I spent, after that, I spent like two hours trying to figure out like all of that, what I just, what I just said, tried to to figure out what was happening. And then basically rolling back the fix I made for the wrong problem, uh, adding back in the transformation, making sure the format is still correct. Um, I think in the end, I en ended up doing the transform and storing the new results to disks again, because apparently I don't, I, I honestly don't have Still a clue what sure happened. How it, yeah. Yeah. I was sure it was the right format, but apparently it wasn't. So now, now it is for sure. I checked multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all of it cost me like two hours of trying not to freak out, trying it's, not it's to. It's a intense stress yeah, like i mean that is the re that's the real intent yeah it was no yeah it wasn't the fun after it wasn't the fun afternoon at all mm -hmm. luckily and that's like that's where hindsight and stuff only because simon started to use this weird pattern of sending a lot within a short period of time Mm -hmm. Only because of that, the problem immediately occurred for his account. And as like he's basically the only one doing this. That's why it wasn't handled properly a couple of weeks ago. And um, that's why he was affected by this immediately. If that weren't the case, somewhat, sometime at night, like 12 or so hours later, our background jobs would, would have started reevaluating all segments of all users across all accounts. Oh. <laughs> so my, my stomach just turned about 17 <laughs> flips on your behalf. Yeah, I, I only I only realized this on Sunday reflecting on everything that happened. Yeah, everything. Basically his weird sending pattern saved my ass saved big time. <laughs> oh, wow. So he got like his customers like got like overall I think it's a little over 1000 emails. Okay. But the next biggest affected account was ourselves with um, 
48 emails sent out and then the next one was like 40 or so so except for simon who i feel really sorry for and i yeah yeah yeah, yeah. deeply apologize a couple of times yeah. by now um he took all the well, took the brunt of it yeah he took the brunt of yeah. it and um everything else is mostly unaffected i mean mm -hmm. still a little bit but mostly everything is fine yeah so what really my... i mean at least at least he's kind of in i mean you've got a bit of a relationship he, with him he's in the community yeah. super cool guy he, he was super understanding and yeah. i'm super thankful to have customers like him who are <laughs> understanding and are lot i mean i wouldn't blame him if he like takes his list and just leaves after an instant like this um, and I'm, I'm super sorry, uh, Simon, I know you're listening to this. I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> sorry for making your Friday a hell because of course, like what, what happened for him was he sent out what we sent out those emails. And of course, like all his customers receiving those emails were replying back right. and like, dude, what's going on? Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not on a trial or whatever the, the, the problems were, but his support inbox was exploding that afternoon and i feel really bad for causing this well, well simon is a, a super cool guy and if anybody listening wants to keep your servers safe and not lose <laughs> your valuable data schedule frequent backups for your servers your websites and your databases i mean you should really check out snapshooter at snapshooter.io am i right benedict am I absolutely right? you should definitely check out snapshooter uh, it's honestly, it's a cool product. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're currently not using it because we are using Heroku's built-in backups. But if I, if that wasn't available, I totally use his service because yeah. if you're on DigitalOcean, cool. which I think is like maybe yeah, the, his, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's built. I think it's I think he supports more platforms than this right now. But he definitely started out with DigitalOcean. Yeah. Got it. So cool tool. Um, you'll get some user list emails. Hopefully not ones that are not intended <laughs> for you anymore <laughs> um yeah. but what yeah that's... how's uh how's uh i got i actually i we we always record right after user lists scheduled marketing emails yes. and so i just saw that you have officially launched the concierge campaign yeah talked about yeah, a little bit the... Yeah, exactly. We launched that today. Um, so far, no replies, <laughs> but it's only been well, an hour or so. Just went out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we launched that today. We're not running paid ads just yet because we couldn't quite decide on the right visuals and the right messaging. Mm -hmm. So we just launched it on Twitter and on um, to our mailing list. Email. And yep. it basically, the offer ended up being we do all the work for you, like do the code changes to integrate user list into your applications mm -hmm. to either write your emails for, a on, for an onboarding campaign for you. Or if you have like something, something existing running in a different application, we will figure out how to migrate those into user list. Cool. So hands off for free. If you have like more than a thousand users, um, if you don't have more than a thousand users in your account, uh, then we still do this, but not for free. Uh, we have a three ninety nine price tag, uh, three hundred ninety nine price tag on this. If you have less than a thousand users, and still want to do this, um, but the intention was incentivize bigger accounts because we feel like we can learn more from them and um, 
honestly, if you only have like 10 accounts or so, then you don't it's probably be... not worth time yeah. and money to, to do yeah. this. Yeah, that's um, totally, totally fair. But yeah, that launched and um, yeah, I, hopefully I can report back on how things are going next week. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed that this cool. Good luck will at that. least, I mean, it's not about money. I think I said that, said that last week. It's more about learning about potential Customer. problems people are having. Engagement, yeah. So yeah, I really hope this works out. Me too. Um, and talking about next week's email... <laughs> Uh, plan is to launch uh, our new podcast next week. Um, that is uh, nice. basically done. I think two episodes are done with editing and a recap and stuff like that. So we have all mm -hmm. that in place. We're working on the on the new landing page uh, or the well the website for the podcast later this week, and then we'll if things work out, launch it launch it on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So that will be exciting too. That's exciting, man. Yeah. Uh, as I said, lots of stuff happening. Uh, some nice stuff and some not so nice stuff. Um, but I guess that's Funny. that's just how it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's up with you? Um, there's been, like, looking at the notes, there's stuff happening in your life as well. Well, a little bit. I mean, kind of. Um, tons of stuff happening on your side. Uh, meanwhile, I feel like over here, I'm just wandering around in the desert. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, man, I am, I am just really, truly experiencing burnout mm. and, um, spent, you know, a little, try to spend a little bit of time, you know, really understanding or trying anyway to, to understand it. Uh, is this, is what I mean, is this burnout? Is it something else? And like, you know, thing after thing, after thing, after thing, I look at it's like just symptoms, check, 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 difficulty, concentrating, lack of creativity, irritability, forgetfulness, grinding teeth at night. Like I wake up and my jaws are sore all the time. Self-doubt for sure. Desire to drop out of society. Um, I, I, I think I've even said that here a few times where I'm just like, oh man, I just, I just want to just dis, I just need to disappear for a little while and then I'll be back. Um, and so it's just thing after thing feels like, yeah, I am, I am burned out here and not able well, yeah, I'm not even sure what sort of language to use about it in terms of like not able, um, but just in if totally ineffective at being able to tap in to the sort of just creative energy and internal drive that I have had for pretty much as long as I can remember. Um, and I just I just don't have it right now. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm kind of stumped. I'm real, I'm stumped. Um, I was, uh, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was actually, I was, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody, um, online and, and I was saying, I, you know, I, it doesn't feel like the sort of thing that you just can grind your way through. Um, it's like having a broken ankle on, you know, 
two thirds of the way through a marathon and somebody just being like, just grind it out. You'll get there. Like, well, with permanent damage to my ankle, probably. Yeah. What I need is I need a stretcher, (laughs) you know, I need to lay down and get out of this race and then rehab and sign up for the next one. Uh, Practically speaking, Benedict, like I have absolutely no idea what that looks like you know if the if the metaphor is okay i gotta i'm i'm hurt i gotta i gotta pop out of this race and i'm gonna take a little bit of time off get this ankle back in shape and then boom signing up for the next one if that's the metaphor i mean i don't i don't know what (laughs) i don't know what that i don't know what that means it's not like i can be like you know firing my firing my client work pausing my projects and then I'll see y'all in six months. I don't really, I don't know how that works with a mortgage, health insurance, you know, savings. So that's, that's where I'm at right now, man. I am just, I feel stuck and stumped completely. Yeah. Maybe it's, I mean, yeah, as you said, you probably can't get away from like the consulting work. I mean, not without, yeah, yeah, not without, you know, considerable, you know, financial implications. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think you can take a break from Headlamp and from Brand Patrol. If you, I, I mean, it sounds like if 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 you take a break on those, I mean, you're not losing anything. Uh, well, well, not not a lot, at least. Here's the. This is the weird. Uh, here, here's the the tension in that is that what I'm what I am feeling is just complete lack of meaning in my work, and just mm-hmm. um, total lack of fulfillment. And if I could do ba- almost anything else right now, I feel like I would. And so the thing, the thing that is like sucking the life out of me is not feeling like I'm not, not being super excited about the projects I'm working on, um, Mm -hmm. on on the consulting side of things. And so on the one hand, yes, what I should do, I, I put my, I put my personal projects aside, stop trying to overwhelm myself and do multiple difficult things at once you know, and just do the consulting work. That's one one approach. But the problem there is, you know, that's, that's not, that's, those aren't my long-term goals. That's not what feeds me creatively and, and is likely to like, you know, rejuvenate this, this part of me that has slowly just withered and died. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind of like you feel like working on yeah. your own projects is probably the thing that helps you to get out of this. Yes, exactly. But the other thing is what feeds you and what yes provides for your family. Literally and feeds me, not, not feeds me. Yeah, <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the tough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. That, I, yeah, welcome to the premise of this show. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, it feels like it, it feels like that tension is dialed all the way up to 10 right now. I feel as if I have all of my decisions are made under stress right now. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst place in the world to be making a decision from. I'm yeah. I, so I, I feel grateful to at least be able to kind of step, you know, outside and, and notice that. Um, but it it just really feels like I can't I can't just keep pushing I can't just keep grinding through this I will get to some breaking point, um, and I feel I feel like I gotta I gotta figure something out something something's got to change. Yeah. What were you gonna say? That's yeah. I'm I'm thinking about like w- 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 <laughs> trying to come up with suggestions of what to try. Um, do you think like changing changing the, the the type of consulting work you do would help? I think it could. I mean, I've I have tried, you know, repositioning my consulting offerings a handful of times you know over the past year um and have shared how difficult and largely unsuccessful you know each of those each of those repositionings has been to try to you know tilt a little bit more towards info products or you know um publicized pricing and packages there's just i yeah it it has just felt like Man, it has just felt like one failure after another, I think, um, which then kind of feeds the self-doubt, which makes it difficult to to bet on yourself and like your this next like a next push, a next sprint of creativity or development or building something, trying something um, is just this really aggravating voice in the back of your head, in the back of my head saying well it's probably not going to work because of this um because it's just been like one one thing after another um you know three or four years ago it was i yeah i could basically do anything i want and and i'll figure out a way to make it work um that was that was the internal voice you know Mm -hmm. was yeah yeah, it's gonna be hard probably it'll it'll fail a couple times but you will you will figure it out you always do that that's like that was the voice. The voice now is eh, I don't know, man. Yeah, that that probably isn't going to work. You peaked a couple years ago, so just live with it. And that's just it. Just creates this negative reinforcing cycle that yeah. I gotta I gotta get out of. Um, I have to. So, a couple of the couple of things in terms of you know, okay, so you're burned out. How do you overcome burnout Um, and take regular breaks during the day, unplug, take long weekends, connect your work to to meaning. So the breaks during the day thing, I I feel like I just have to tweak that to say, you know, um, rejuvenating breaks during the day. I definitely take breaks during the day, but it's because I'm like, I don't feel like doing this right now. So, um, you know, find some just like get some distraction. 
uh, and that just makes you feel worse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to build in some rejuvenation, totally unplug. That's going to work out. I'm going back to the Grand Canyon in like, I don't know, like 16 days or something. So for a week. Um, so that'll, <laughs> that'll be nice. That sounds but, like a good start. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty good start. Um, but it, I, th- I think it also, I, I think the thing I want to say, just in case anybody else is like, is, is feeling the same thing or experiencing the same thing, or I'm curious if you have experienced it um, and overcome it. What feels completely true is that this is not like, oh, I need to take a week off. That's not going to yeah. fix anything. Yeah. Um, it's a band-aid. It's not even a band-aid. It's just kicking the can down the road. I, it really, I really feel like if I could figure out how to take a four month or a six month sabbatical, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just tagged. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. I've been in that place a couple of times already. Yeah. Um, How'd you come back? I don't know. Sometimes, I mean, not entirely sure if I've ever like actually solved that or if I'm just, just doing a good enough job ignoring it like at times i feel like yeah just like staying away from everything <laughs> would be would be nice just pulling the plug and just like don't respond to anything for a month or so that would also already mm-hmm. be nice and a couple of weeks ago before the vacation it was that was a phase where i was like yeah totally well not totally but like i had phases where i was like no i don't why does it always have to be me who is responsible for everything and stuff like that? Just be super annoyed with everything and just like kind of want to throw the towel and just like just leave and check out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the the vacation helped a little bit to to ease that and overall just trying to just trying to not be stressed about it. I mean, as I said, like I feel like. I haven't solved it on a deeper level. I'm just like coping with the symptoms, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that, that overall stress that's always there. Um, that's the hard part to to ignore. Um, I don't. I don't have a good answer. As you can probably figure I, out by me stumbling well, around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think that's what that's what feels different about this compared to other things, uh, like other seasons in my life. Um, where I ha- where I have had the capacity to cope, and just say, well, yeah, dude. I mean, sometimes things are stressful, um, and you just gotta, you know, buckle buckle down for a little bit, and this too shall pass. Um, and it kind of sucks, but you'll you'll get through it. And you know, that's how you get through it is by coping and just putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I've also had pe- like periods of serious depression. Um, where you know i really needed to talk to somebody um like a you know a therapist and get this stuff out of my head and um you know that that felt i i I don't feel depressed i feel chronically stressed um without a way out um and without belief in a way out and so those those three things feel totally different to me just you know um everyday work-related stress it's like class one and you can cope, make a to-do list, 
you know, grind through it. Depression, um, deep seated, you know, therapy, get to the bottom of it, talk it through slow, slow, steady, you know, um, rejuvenation. I've experienced that this thing is totally different. Um, this is just a different experience than I've, than I've had. Um, yeah. I've, I've been feeling this for, you know, handful of months for sure. So, I mean, the, the state of the world sure as heck doesn't help. And over the weekend here in Boulder County, we've, I mean, we currently have the largest wildfire in the history of the state. And then we had two brand new wildfires flare up. Um, vis- I mean, we, our, our home is under no danger whatsoever, but being able to walk out on the front porch and look at a fire, you know, burning in the middle of October, um, it's just like, what the hell else? What fresh hell do you have for us now? 2020, um, mm. that it, it just feels like all these like piling on things that I gotta, I, I gotta figure out how to cope, how to, how to come back. Yeah. Yeah. It feels hard. It feels hard. That's, that's the honest peek into my life right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish I had something wise to say, but I, I honestly, I don't. Um, no, that's fine. You don't have to. Don't I have guess to. I'm thinking like, if there's anything that I try to do, if I were in your, sh- your shoes, and mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure if that's helpful at all, is um, maybe think about the, the like your side projects just get rid of the pressure to make them to to have like to force them to be successful just yeah i don't know just do it for fun and don't care about the results like yeah if it works out at some point that's nice if it doesn't so what um mm-hmm. I, i have a couple of friends who are like always working on side projects and uh, kind of want to make them work and make them into a successful business. And I feel like sometimes it's okay to just be, just be playing in a way, just like, yes, totally. just write that application, enjoy the process of building something cool, even if it will never sell and if nobody will ever care about it, just like go out and play and have some fun with it and do it for the, for the joy and do it maybe for the learning but don't stress stress yourself about making it a successful business. And I feel like yeah. once you're once you're okay with that part, it gets well, it removes the guilt of working on it because you're no longer like it, you're no longer telling yourself you have to make this work. It's more like, hey, I'm doing this to enjoy myself. It's like playing a game in a way. Totally. Um, maybe uh, that maybe that helps um, at least get some joy back and like. Yeah, working on that stuff. I think that is really wise um, and very, very good advice. Because as you're, I mean, as you're saying that, it completely rings true. Because, I mean, I think we we both put a lot of pressure on ourselves to make, you know, to make user list into this great story, um, to make a headlamp into something that I can do full time, um, and sh- I mean you know, sharing the whole thing out loud, um, adds a bit of, adds a bit of pressure or adds some, 
Yeah, yeah adds adds something to it. Um, and yeah, it's totally true. I don't I don't do many work related things for fun um, at all anymore. Uh, so that's that's really good advice to look at them and as something fun to do rather than some I have to make this work. Yeah. This has to you know get to yeah. this MRR in this amount of time and da 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 da. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I I, I can I can provide as it uh, as advice or thought on this. Um, unfortunately, it's not really an option with user list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, there's a little bit of a mind game to play with yourself. Like, um, I'm gonna do, I'm doing this for fun, which will you know, uh, if you fully believe that, it will just open up some exciting and different creative things that may or may not work out. Um, so you can do it for fun and it can still be successful. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's the, that's the, the part you have to ignore, but of course, like one thought of this is, Hey, if you keep just playing with it, maybe at some point it will work, but I think yeah. the danger is in trying to force that success mm. moment and that well of course if it doesn't work for a couple of months of course you get frustrated yeah um, right if you want it right. to work but if you are kind of okay with it not working then it's probably fine i don't i mean mm. yeah that's that's the next challenge like convincing yourself you're doing this just for the fun of it <laughs> i should be doing it for the fun of it this you know laura laura and i say all the time like working for yourself is only worth it if it's if you can enjoy it, yeah, you know, it's really freaking stressful, adds yeah. a lot of freedom. Yeah. But it's not worth if it if it drives bonkers. Yeah. And if you're not making use of that freedom. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's also something I, I, I realized over the last year or so is having all that freedom isn't worth anything if you're not using it. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Uh, that's uh, it's harder than it sounds. Like, I, I feel like I spent... I spend a lot of time just in here sitting in front of my computer, like just working all day. Yeah. Um, and I rarely, I rarely take a day off. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that I, yes, I, I go on, on three week vacations or at least I go to, I try to go on three week vacations without working, which didn't work out. Um, but right. that's about it. Yeah. Like I, I rarely take just an afternoon off or just a morning off or just, a random day in the week to do something fun that that basically never happens which then again makes me question why why am i doing this in the first place like what's <laughs> yeah, yeah what's 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 the point so yeah mm. okay well let's yeah that's a good place to end it at what's yeah. the point so listeners y'all know where to find us um what's the point <laughs> yeah what, what what's the point <laughs> How how are you how are you making use of that freedom? Um, honestly, how are you making use of that freedom? How is doing something extremely difficult, bootstrapping a business? How are you making that work for you? Yeah, love cool. to hear uh, how, how how you make it work and what works for you. All right, great conversation, man. Enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was a fun one. Um, have a good one. Talk to you next week. Yep. Later.